Welcome back to the Retirement Is Within Reach podcast. My name is Sherry Doherty. Thanks for stopping by today. As always, it's very good to see everybody. And, you know, I want to mention, in addition to hosting this podcast, for the last 10 years, I've been hosting a daily radio program on a Massachusetts radio station, WCRN. I'm on Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to noon. So if you'd ever like to listen, all you have to do is simply say, Alexa, play WCRN, and like magic, you're going to get more retirement planning information in one week of listening to my radio program than some people get in an entire lifetime. So, you know, there's a lot going on in the news right now. We have bank failures. We have a lot of economic turmoil. We have the Federal Reserve that's continuing to raise rates. So how do you get a comfortable retirement that you don't have to worry about? Maybe a retirement that would make you feel relaxed like you once were as a child. Do you remember as a child running barefoot on the beach or perhaps in a field near your home? You know, to this day, I bet you can still feel the sensation of the grass and the earth underfoot. It was soft, it was damp, it was cushioning to your stride. You were kind of one with nature way back then. You know, memories of being barefoot hold a certain childhood innocence. They're very sweet memories. They're unencumbered by responsibility or accountability. Barefoot and free, secure and safe. On the TV's Food Network, some of you may be familiar with a very famous chef. Her name is Ina Garten. Doesn't sound too familiar? Well, she's actually better known by her TV name, the Barefoot Contessa. And do you know how she got that name? Well, in a way, she kind of stole it. Maybe better put, she probably purchased it. It belonged to someone else who was given that name as a child, a barefoot young Italian girl who growing up was lovingly called the Barefoot Contessa. But do you know what? That young Italian girl's name had been bestowed upon her by parents who absconded it from a very romantic 1950s Humphrey Bogart movie named The Barefoot Contessa. Theft upon theft. It's what happens all the time. Now, the Bogart movie tells the story of a lovely leading lady movie star played by Ava Gardner. She was admired by all, but she secretly wished for a simpler life of innocence and of true love. And of course, the perfect name to conjure up such images would have to include the word barefoot. Hence the movie title, The Barefoot Contessa, the childhood name given to a sweet young Italian girl, but is now found on America's TV Food Network. So with all that background, what would you say is one subject, one topic, that seems vastly contrary to the innocence associated with the word barefoot? Well, one topic that I would think about is the topic of money, the topic of investing. Who thinks about money or investing as something innocent, something fun, and something that's free? You know, to most people, money is a pretty serious subject. There's nothing barefoot about money. Well, down under in Australia, there is a uh, individual, a mate by the name of Scott Pape, who's written a book. It's kind of a personal money guide, and it's called The Barefoot Investor. And about a year ago, the New York Times wrote an article about Mr. Pape's book, and they described his book this way. They said, it isn't a wealth creation book, which will make you a millionaire. It's all about security. It's all about feeling confident as you go into retirement, end quote. Mr. Pape wrote his book, hoping to transform the all too serious topic of money and personal finance into something understandable and maybe even something that might be a little bit fun. 
As the New York Times article explains, and I quote directly from it, they, meaning the readers, use terms like splurge card for a debit card for everyday luxuries. They refer to a mojo account for when you feel like quitting your job. And they talk about fire extinguisher funds, which are essentially emergency reserves. And they do all of this with an enthusiasm that's not normally associated with fiscal responsibility. You know, in Mr. Pape's book, he goes on to explain that he's barefoot because that's the way that he spent his childhood in rural Australia. Well, there we go again. The childhood innocence that comes from being barefoot, free and secure. And you know, when it comes to matters of money, matters of personal finance, maybe, just maybe, we all need to be reminded of some fundamental rules, unencumbered by all the seriousness that surrounds today's investment advice. So again, quoting from the New York Times article from about a year ago, Mr. Pape's folksy manner delivers down-home truths. Don't get swept up in trendy investments, he writes. Pay off your debts. Analyze how banks are managing your money. That's an important one. And as a result, uh, it, meaning Mr. Pape's book, is pretty uncontroversial with experts. Who could argue with any of that? You know, as the New York Times article points out, Australians are more reserved than Americans. They suffer from something that's called tall poppy syndrome, which means that they have a dislike, a repugnance, if you will, for self-promoting, flashy, high-achieving individuals, and of course, for the topic of money. Nobody in Australia wants to talk about money. But they also recognize simultaneously that it's an, it is a necessary topic to discuss. So Mr. Pape's book, The Barefoot Investor, confronts the topic head-on, laying out simple financial truths that are told in an understandable, funny way. Pages meant to be read by the average middle-class Australian. You know, you may not realize it, but Australia is a country of only about 24 million people. That's it. It's roughly the size of the state of Florida or maybe the size of the state of New York. And it's experienced a lot of economic growth over the past three decades, despite all the problems that we had with COVID-19. And there's been a lot of wealth created in Australia over those decades. So this generation of Aussies has more money than they ever anticipated. So more than ever before, they really need sound advice on how to handle personal finance. And that's what Mr. Pape's book provides. It's a refreshing guide. No mumbo jumbo, just straightforward, understandable advice, advice that you, the average person, is capable of acting on and capable, more importantly, of benefiting from. So, you know, earlier this week, I had a wonderful couple who visited my office here in Westboro, Massachusetts. This guy's been working for the same company for 32 years. That's a relatively long period of time. And after raising two kids together, paying down their mortgage and saving money for the future, they'd like to retire and they'd like to enjoy the life that they built together. I guess you could say that they'd like to, again, feel the grass under their bare feet. They'd like to have the feeling of being free and being safe and secure. And after a few meetings together, we created a financial roadmap, which will guarantee all the income that they need to retire. It was a simple, no bumbo jumbo, straightforward plan. And at the end of the process, I was really struck by a comment that the wife made, that the woman made. She said, I really understand this plan, Jerry. She said, it makes a lot of sense to me. And I have to tell you, her words flowed so naturally 
They were inspired by her new enlightenment about having a retirement plan. She truly got it. She understood the plan. And in a way, I almost felt like responding to her saying, you probably feel barefoot again. You know, she then went on to explain that they had previously met with a few other financial firms. But as she said, everything that they presented was so complicated. Effectively, it was a bunch of mumbo jumbo, likely based upon a bunch of unrealistic assumptions and improbable outcomes over prolonged periods of time. So in his book, Mr. Pape is quoted as saying that he's skeptical of those guys who run around saying, I retired at 35 years old and you can too. Mr. Pape has never been in the business of making outlandish claims. And I have to tell you, his point is well taken right here in the United States. You know, overly complicated retirement strategies like the ones presented to my new clients are normally designed to mask unrealistic assumptions and expectations. But I hope as you're listening to me right now that you know it doesn't have to be that way. Simplicity is the key to any successful plan. Anything in life that has ever been successful has simplicity at its core. Let me ask you, if you can't articulate your retirement strategy to me in a simple, concise manner, if it's so complicated that you really don't understand it, how can you ever be expected to truly execute or achieve the plan? I would answer that question that you can't. So whether you're an Australian or whether you're an American, simplicity is a really necessary ingredient to being barefoot in retirement. You know, at the end of the day, America and Australia are two very different countries. The Australian economy, as measured by GDP, is about 10% the size of the U.S. economy. And its population is less than 10% of the U.S. population. The two countries face very different problems at home and also abroad. Yet despite our dissimilarities, we're alike in many ways. One being the desire to feel free and secure in retirement, to be barefoot in retirement. So as you're listening to me right now, one way for you to become barefoot in retirement is to buy Mr. Pape's book, The Barefoot Investor, and you can meet with him in Australia. But I want to warn you that his office is roughly 1,700 miles away from Boston. And as I understand it, it's best to go through Tokyo if you do decide to meet with him. On the other hand, you could simply buy my book, which is titled Uncomplicated Money and is available on Amazon.com. And if you meet with me, I'm right here in the United States. You're probably not that far away. And we could set up a Zoom meeting or we could set up another type of meeting, maybe an in-person meeting if you're close enough by. And to come to me, you don't have to go very far. Well, my company is called Boston Independence Group. We're a Massachusetts incorporated retirement firm. My telephone number that you can reach me at is 877-772-1776. And let me spend a few more minutes talking about the U.S. economy here. As you might know, the U.S. economy is the world's biggest economy. In fact, it's the biggest economy in the history of mankind. So for all of those people who criticize the U.S. economy, just remember the capitalism has developed the biggest economy ever known in the history of mankind. America is a huge economy, and America's economy is very much dependent upon consumer spending. And consumer spending demand is part of the inflation problem, and consumer spending remains pretty strong. Consumer spending accounts for about two-thirds 
of total U.S. GDP. Two-thirds of our spending is made on purchases related to housing and health care, and about one-third is on food and clothing. But robust consumer spending is really essential to the success of the U.S. economy, and it really drives GDP. So let me ask you, where do you spend your money? Where do you spend your money? Well, whatever your purchase is, I hope you spend your money wisely. You have a lot of choices out there. Now, I already know one thing about you. I already know that you spend your time wisely because you're listening to this podcast. You've already established yourself as a very wise listener. No question about it. So I hope the choices you've made in all, all aspects of your life have been as wise. And naturally, I wonder what choices you've made regarding your retirement savings. Have you given those choices much thought? You know, some people give more thought to planning a trip for the weekend or a trip to the grocery store than they do to their retirement plan. Many people adopt kind of an asset-it-and-forget-it mentality with respect to their retirement savings and their investment allocations. These are the same investment strategies today that they used years ago when they were much younger. But the reality is, is you're not the same person today as you were years ago. You know, accumulating a good amount of money doesn't come easy when it comes to retirement. It's like so many other things in life. Retirement nest eggs take time to nurture and they take time to grow steadily over decades of time. And when you really stop and think about it, it may have taken you 40 years from the ages of 25 to roughly 65 years old to accumulate the finite, the limited amount of retirement savings that you currently have. Savings that you accumulated over time and it didn't come easy. What might have been a four decade long savings process for you, where you paid down mortgages, you might have put kids through college, you watched the cost of housing skyrocket, and the cost of living expenses increase in almost every aspect of your life. And somehow, through all of that, you were able to sock away some amount of money for retirement savings. They didn't come easy. You know, I'm reminded when I say that of the old Ringo Starr song, It Don't Come Easy. And I think that's totally true about retirement savings. And, you know, that's an interesting song because Ringo Starr, he knew quite a lot about the struggle of things that don't come easy. I don't know if anybody took you through the background on Ringo Starr, but it's kind of an interesting background. He was born Richard Starkey, and he lived in Liverpool, England. And Ringo was a very sickly child. He suffered from appendicitis when he was young. And before the age of 10, he was hospitalized for almost a year, separated from his family. But he recovered and he returned home. And he reacclimated himself to a normal childhood. But then, unfortunately, at the age of 13, Ringo contracted tuberculosis. And he was again hospitalized, this time in a sanatorium for about two years. Can you imagine Ringo Starr, by the age of 15 years old, had spent 20% of his life confined to medical facilities. No, things in Ringo's life didn't come easy, just like your retirement savings didn't come easy to you. But as we all know, God works in very mysterious ways. So while confined to the last sanatorium that Ringo was in, in an effort to improve his motor skills and help him pass the time, the nurses encouraged Ringo to join the hospital band. And guess what? Ringo began drumming. At that time, he was beating tin cans, if you can imagine it, with sticks. But I have to tell you, better than any modern medicine, drumming proved to be the cure for Ringo's tuberculosis. And once again, 
After returning home from a prolonged hospital stay, Ringo began what would become his lifelong passion. He was listening to music, drumming along with the beat. And he began playing in local bands. But then in 1962, something really good happened to Ringo. I probably don't need to go much further. Let's just say that in 1962, he met a couple of uh, other guys and they formed a new band. You know, I have to tell you, whether it's Ringo Starr's story about things that don't come easy or your own, to a greater or lesser degree, we've all experienced things that don't come easy in our lives. So about 100 years A.D., Greek Greek philosopher Epictetus, he wrote among the most profound sentences of all time. Epictetus wrote, it's not what happens to you in life, but how you react to it that matters. It's not what happens to you in life, but how you react to it that matters. You see, Epictetus had a rough start to his life too, just like Ringo Starr. Epictetus was a slave who survived. And I'd imagine in 100 AD, there weren't too many slaves who survived. And Epictetus came to believe that all external events are beyond our control. So we should simply deal with external events as best we can with whatever life throws your way. Just like in 2022 with markets declining, we somehow have to figure out ways to deal with it. It's not what happens to you, but how you react to it that matters. You know, it's interesting. I think that Ringo would be on board with Epictetus's philosophy. Ringo and Epictetus, two guys separated by nearly 2,000 years, but I bet you that they're philosophically aligned in their ability to understand that adversity is a part of life. You know, there are many things in life that don't come easy, and one of them is probably the amount of money that you've saved for retirement. I bet you that very few of you thought that it came easy. You know, again, paying down mortgages, putting kids through college, the cost of housing, the cost of gasoline, the cost of oil, groceries, and insurance, and need I go on. After all of that, it's amazing there was any money left over to save at all. And let's not forget, we had a number of things that happened in our economy in the past 23 years as well. Recessions, big stock market drops, they all took a toll on virtually everyone's 401k balance, and I'm sure you remember them all far too well. But bear in mind, it's not what happens to you in life, but how you react to it that is most important. You know, in 2008, the Dow Jones Industrial Average lost 52% of its value. That was its largest decline since the Great Depression. So we saw many 401k plans at that point in time cut in half. So how did you react back in 2008? Well, if you were like most people, you might have retreated to the safety of principal-protected bank products, things like CDs or perhaps money market accounts. But now, after a you know 10, maybe 15-year prolonged low interest rate environment, you may be hesitant to do that. But recently, the only good news in the Federal Reserve raising rates is that risk-free products are back to respectable returns again. Did you know that you can get a risk-free return in the area of 5% right now? I think that's pretty attractive. So if you experienced a market decline, all that you're going to need to do to stop the bleeding in some of these accounts is move to a risk-free product. Why would anyone who's close to retiring right now still continue to have any market exposure. You know, stock market volatility is really ugly right now. 
And there are signs that the worldwide economic slowdown is really starting to affect virtually every single country. Every country has been raising rates, and the slowdown is likely to lead to a recession by the end of the year. You know, the last time the market really crashed was in 2008. Last year, in 2022, we had a terrible year. But back then in 2008, if you had the opportunity to move your nest egg to a risk-free return, you probably would have that's respectable. Well, you have that opportunity today. You don't have to stay in the market. More competitive alternatives exist today than they did way back then. So it's logical that investors, especially retirees, would move out of the volatile stock market if they knew that they could get a risk-free return of 5% or more. You know, and when you really think about stocks, to kind of compound the case against using stocks, if rates continue to rise like we're seeing right now, it's going to hurt the stock market even further. And inflation is far from being under control. Inflation, inflation is nowhere near the Federal Reserve's 2% tar uh, target. So when you begin to connect a few dots, I think it's apparent that we can expect continued market volatility in the market for the balance of this year, perhaps into next year, and even for the foreseeable future. And I have to tell you, if you were younger with decades of time ahead of you, you probably wouldn't care too much about market volatility. After all, time would be on your side. So riding out a few market ups and downs should be expected. And quite frankly, for people who are younger, I don't think I get too concerned about today's environment. But if you're close to retiring, if you're approaching retirement, once you're standing at retirement's doorstep, market volatility is a huge issue. It's perhaps your biggest enemy. If you were to suffer a loss at this point in time, there is no time left to recover. You see, for the few years before you officially retire, and once you retire in the few years after, you should really be adopting a protect and preserve strategy for your assets. Because if you lose them now, again, you don't have time to recover. And loss could be absolutely devastating. You know, as Ringo Starr reminded us, there are things in life that don't come easy. And one of them, of course, is retirement savings. And as Epictetus warned all of us, all external events, including stock market crashes, are beyond anyone's control. Well, listen, thank you for tuning into the uh, podcast. Until next week, this is Jerry Doherty saying retirement is within reach. And if you'd ever like to reach me, my company is called Boston Independence Group. We're a Massachusetts incorporated retirement firm. We're located in Westboro, Massachusetts, which is about 30 miles west of Boston. My telephone number is 877-772-1776. Again, that number is 877-772-1776. And you can always visit my website. It's bostonindependencegroup.com. And I have to tell you, that's a great site for you to visit. It has a ton of helpful information that every retiree should be aware of. Calculators, all sorts of articles, great information for retirees. Again, it's bostonindependencegroup.com. Until next time, remember retirement is within reach.